0: Welcome to The Way the World Works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hey, everybody, Connor here, flying solo for this episode, talking to you about a shocking statistic that I recently came across. I don't know if any of the kids listening, if you are eighth graders or not, but this particular statistic is about eighth graders. It's not a good statistic. It's kind of a shocking one in reality. So there's this test that's done um, several, I don't know, every few years among fourth graders and eighth graders and twelfth graders in government schools. And it's called the NAEP score. I'm trying to remember what it stands for. National something, something, something proficiency. (laughs) And it's meant to try and understand how well students in government schools are learning and so they test math and they test english and they test what we call social studies right american history and in the most recent report this is where the shocking statistic uh comes comes from only 13 percent of eighth graders were proficient in american history last year 22 were proficient in civics which is, you know, what are the three branches of government and things like that, right? But when it comes to American history, understanding what happened in the past, 13%. This is, by the way, it's five percentage points lower than 2018. And so you might say, oh, well, COVID, you know, caused a lot of what's called learning loss because kids weren't at school and they were disrupted. And perhaps so. But even in 2018, the number was low. Only 18% of 8th graders were proficient in American history. It's not like things were fine before COVID, right? Students were getting Fs, basically, right? And and so it's shocking that so many people, so many kids are struggling to understand American history. And, And this is important for some very specific reasons. Chief among them, as most of you know, There's the quote that says, those who don't learn from the past are condemned to repeat them. What does that mean? Well, it means that in the past, there's a lot of horrible things that happened. And there's a lot of bad decisions that were made. A lot of mistakes, a lot of struggles, a lot of tension, a lot of corruption. And if we don't learn from those things, then we might repeat them. If we don't learn from the bad stuff and try to stop it from happening today, then it might happen again. Why? Because you won't, you won't notice it. You won't realize, oh, wait a minute. This is like what happened you know, 100 years ago, 200 years ago. If, if we're not informed, then we're not going to be aware of what we need to do to fix. And, and this is a funny topic for me to talk about. I don't know, kids, if you listening can relate to this. But when I was a kid, I really did not like learning history at all. I struggled with it. And I would sit in class, you know, I went to public school and I would sit in class and I would have to read my textbook and do my worksheet and take my test. And it was all very dull, it was all very boring. I didn't like it a lot. In fact, I really resisted it. And 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 that's sad because history is actually amazing. Like after graduating from school and college and finally rediscovering my own love of learning, I love history. It's so interesting, and there's so many things that you can learn, and it can make my life better when I understand the past. I can make better decisions for the future. But, but the problem is that young Connor, when he was a kid, he was "quote unquote" taught history in exactly the wrong way. Right? It it wasn't anything like what I do now. What do I do now? I I read stories, you know, biographies or or sometimes even like historical fiction where sure there's a fictional element but you're also learning some actual things. Storytelling is such a better way to learn history and it's how humans like our brains are actually literally wired for storytelling. There's some fascinating neuroscience which just means the science of how the brain works that that says that our brains are kind of addicted to story. It's why we love books, it's why we love movies. We want to close the loop and understand what's happening and what's going to happen next. And so when we teach history that way, history actually comes alive. It becomes super interesting. And yet none of the textbooks out there are doing that. The, the social studies books that kids are forced to learn from in schools across the country are just trying to cram their minds full of tidbits, right? Factoids. This happened on this date. Uh, This battle was located here between these people. These guys signed a document. This person was upset about it. This other guy traveled from, like, who cares? That was the stuff that I always struggled with. Like, that was my question all the time. Why does this matter? Why does this matter? Why does it matter to me? Why does it matter today? And my teachers, of course, could never answer that, or at least never tried. It was always, oh, it'll be on the test. It's, you know, it's in the curriculum. You're supposed to learn it. And so now looking back on my life, because I love history now, I'm like, what, what changed? What's better? What, what's working for me that could work for other kids? And so many of you know that we decided recently, not too recently, but uh, to start creating some American history books of our own. And our first one came out last July, and our second one just came out a few days ago. So you can go to tuttletwins.com slash history. We're actually running a screaming deal right now, on uh, if you get even if you get just one book but even better deal if you get both books you get all the curriculum the audio books i mean it's like 12 hours of audio books uh, between the two books videos just awesome history content to teach kids about american history so you can check that out total history but the, the reason why we decided to do that was selfish it was that i knew <laughs> how bad it is to be forced to learn history Uh, by memorizing dates and names and things like that. And so for my own kids, I wanted a resource that could teach them the ideas and that could teach them why those ideas matter today. Because ultimately, I don't care if my kids, you know, at the drop of a hat, can regurgitate whatever, you know, the, the names of the signers of the Declaration of Independence, for example, right? You can Google that super quick. You don't need to memorize that stuff, but that's often what the schools focus on. is like random minutia like that. What I care about my kids being able to do is have enough general wisdom that they've gleaned from the past, that they've learned from different people and stories and events, so that they can make the best decisions in their lives today. That's what I care about as a dad. I don't need them to be a human encyclopedia. I don't need them to be able to, you know, explain the the ins and outs of the Articles of Confederation and the specific details. Again, all these things can be looked up very easily when you need the information. What I care about them understanding is the principles, right? The attitudes, the temptations, the the ideas, the stances, the, you know, the ideologies, the the things that matter today. Because so often what we're dealing with in history is kind of maybe not a repetition, but a, a very cyclical approach to history, a cycle, right? Where many of the things that we're going through today are similar to, not the same as, but similar to what people dealt with a long time ago. And so if we can learn from how they handled it, whether they handled it, you know, rightly or wrongly, if we can learn from them, then we can make better decisions for ourselves today. And that's the whole goal because for you kids listening, the worst thing that can happen, I think is that you're part of this 13% of kids who are proficient in American history. I mean, 13%, it's awful, it's awful, right? And, and part of the challenge is that these kids who are doing horrible in learning from the past soon become voters. And they soon have political power over you. They get to vote for people in office and then they get to vote for taxes and all these things and control your life and affect your property and how much money you can keep and all these things. And they have the ability to control that. They have the same vote that you do. And so if they're highly ignorant and susceptible to whatever, you know, demagogue leader who wants to say, vote for me and I'll give you, you know, free lunches and free candy from the vending machine or whatever they're going to be more susceptible. They're going to fall prey. They're going to be seduced by socialism because they don't know any better, because they were never taught in a way that inspired them to be curious. And so for me and Elijah, the whole goal here with our history books is to inspire that curiosity, because the stories are fun. The illustrations, of course, are dynamic and beautiful, as always. And through the stories and the illustrations, your kids are going to be able to be immersed in history. And it's not going to be a chore. It's not going to be drudgery. It's not going to be homework. It's not going to be any of that. It's going to be fun. The way history ought to be, especially for kids. Right? Because in textbooks, they don't make history fun. It's just work. It's an assignment. It's stuff you have to do. You're going to get tested on it and then you'll soon forget it because you don't understand why it matters to your life. So you don't keep it sticking around in your brain. It doesn't have to be that way. It shouldn't be that way, right? For you kids listening, you gotta be the ones to be smart enough to understand the mistakes of the past so that we don't repeat them. Because I don't wanna live in a world where we continue to repeat the same mistakes over and over and over and over again. So you guys have to help. Well, how are you gonna help? It's by learning from history first right? The, the, the children's books that we have for the Tuttle Twins do an awesome job at teaching principles and ideas, right? Like how money works or entrepreneurship or education, golden rule, things like that. That's great. Super important. But what these books, these America's history books do is they go deep in American history where there's so many lessons for us that we can learn from, where we can gain so much understanding about the mistakes that happened, the tensions that happened the ideas that people battled over right the the temptation for power that people had there, there's so many insights that can improve our lives today if we can learn from them so the way we've structured this book it's all stories it's 11 each book the both of the volumes they each have 11 chapters at the end of every chapter it's got some information uh, about like here's the core ideas we talked about in this chapter Here's a modern example, right, of of how it works. And then over in the curriculum, we've got all kinds of activities and projects and things that you can do to enhance what you learned about in that chapter. So whether you homeschool or not, I mean, if you homeschool, each book plus curriculum would be good for about a semester's worth of education, unless your kids are, you know, wanna rush through this like many kids do. And I had a mom the other day, we took us only a month to get through everything because the kids just wanted more. But isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing that kids are like fired up to learn history, right? That doesn't typically happen in the government schools with the textbooks out there. So whether you homeschool or not, this is going to be able to be used in your family, whether it's, you know, just reading a book in the evening uh, at the dinner table or before bed, or you're doing it on the weekends or right now during the summer. Uh, Lots of opportunities for you to weave this in, to give your kids the history education that the schools certainly aren't doing and that many of the textbooks and curricula and things out there are not doing it's got to be through storytelling and i think we do it pretty darn well so tuttletwins.com history that's where you're going to find the deal that we're running right now and if you're listening to this before the end of july we're doing the boston vacation giveaway when you buy a book you get entered to win Uh, all expenses pay trip for a family of up to four of you go into boston to see all these early american sites that are amazing Make sure you don't miss out, make sure you're entered, get your book, start reading today, tuttletwins.com slash history, because we don't want you kids to be in that 13%. Uh, percent. Rather, I should, I should say that the opposite way. We don't want you to be the 87%, right? We do want you to be the 13% who are proficient, but we want that number to be much bigger. We want a majority of kids to be proficient in American history and learning the lessons from the past. So you guys can be the trendsetters. You can be the influencers. You can be smarter than most adults and almost everybody in Congress. Go check out the books, tuttletwins.com slash history, and we'll see you next time. You've been listening to The Way the World Works. Make sure your family is subscribed and check out tuttletwins.com for more awesome content.